Welcome to Nerdy 30s. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Christine Singer Luna, and we will be talking about navigating life and how to be our best selves. My goal is to educate myself and others in how to create our own heaven on earth. Join me in this podcast and explore why your 30s is your best decade ever. Thank you for downloading, listening, and subscribing to the show. Now, without further ado, welcome to Nerdy 30s. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Nerdy 30s. I am your hostess with the mostest, Christine Singer Luna. And I really just wanted to welcome you back and say thank you, thank you, thank you for all of the positive reception I've received for the podcast. It's truly a labor of love, and I'm really grateful to be able to put myself out there and um, explore humanity as we grow into our 30s. Actually, just from this perspective of being like a 30-year-old who, you know, has had various different experiences that I'm sure other people have not had. But what's really cool is people of all backgrounds have been listening to the show and you can kind of relate to a little bit of everything with it. So today, um, I don't know if you call my Instagram, follow me at the singing moon on Instagram. That'd be super cool. You probably read my little post um, and it says like today's episode is going to be about the fear of failure. And I really had to Google this word. Oh my God, my cat is all up on me. She's like playing with my hair because I curled it. Okay, so we're going to talk about the fear of failure. Um, And it's actually called a tichophobia. If you read it, if you look at it, it's like a tichophobia, but that's not it. It's a tichophobia. And really, it's the fear of failing. So when I was looking up the definition, like I didn't even know that there was an actual word. However, I'm not surprised that there's not because the English language is quite powerful. So that being said, the fear of failure is a constant overwhelming feeling of dread that accompanies the undertaking of projects or pursuit of life goals. So when I say that, it's like, am I good enough? Like, why do I have these certain callings Why do I have these certain ideas that I think may matter to not just myself, but people in general? Like, for example, when I I say that I was called to run for office because I really felt that, and I still feel this way, not everybody in the community is being served. And there's something about my community that's like, oh, well, we have the most nonprofits in like the city with the most nonprofits in it and yeah that's amazing you know like for example i work for the whittier regional symphony we're a great nonprofit with a mission that i actually believe in and a lot of it is about bringing free concerts and bringing culture to the community so one really fun fact is that you know we just had a concert on june 12th one really cool thing about the vic lopez auditorium which is actually the whittier high school auditorium is that the la philharmonic used to perform there when they first got started while the dorothy chandler pavilion in downtown la was being built so i thought that was a really cool fun fact and we're really excited for all of the new you know just just the new synergy that we're going to be developing with the symphony and a lot of people are afraid of the word new or change at least in my experience being part of a different generation right than you know 
quote unquote boomers. Um, I'm a millennial and you know, the greatest generation that ever was. I feel like they're more receptive to evolution and evolving. Like just for example, yesterday, you know, someone came into the office and I was telling them like, oh yeah, I could print out checks through QuickBooks. And they're like, oh, do you have to, you know, make sure you line everything right? I'm like, oh, well, it's already, if you buy the checks specifically for that format and template, it's already formatted that way. And they're like, wow, you know, I was a computer programmer in the 80s and now I don't even know what's going on with computers. So there's something to say about growing with the times. And anyway, that's all. These are all like random thoughts that I have. Thank you again for listening and your patience because you're the best. So I was looking at choosingtherapy.com. So we're going to cite this. And here are some examples of seven signs that fear of failure is holding you back. And if you're experiencing an intense fear of failure, you kind of have a sense of hopelessness about the future. There's a chronic worry, which brings me to the point when people are like, oh, no worries. The universe only hears worries. So instead of when someone's like, hey, Christine, thank you for doing this. Now I say my pleasure because it's really my pleasure to serve. So some, you know, for instance, my mom, like I washed the dishes and I cleaned everything up after my dad's birthday barbecue. My mom's like, oh, thanks, Christine. Like, that's really nice of you. And I almost said, no worries. Instead, I said, it is my pleasure. Because it is. It's my pleasure like to let my parents relax and all that stuff. So fun fact. Um, next is concerns about what others will think of you if you fail or don't do well. You know what I say? Opinions are like eyeballs. Everybody has two of them. And your opinion is none of my business. These are all things that I've learned right because I used to have a like a serious fear of failure and I'll tell you a little bit how like just some different mechanisms or like even things that I researched about moving forward and moving beyond the fear of failure um the next is frequent procrastination this podcast is a really great example of how I frequently procrastinate um but the reality is is like you need to start you just need to start your stuff Um, And part of that is being confident about knowing that even when you fail or you don't do well, you need to be confident moving forward, knowing that you will do better. Um, You know, there's a book by John Maxwell called the like failing forward that I'll, I'll share a little bit more about it if I ever get there. But however, it's like if you don't start now, then you'll never be able to create more. If I don't start this podcast episode, if I didn't actually put the podcast out on June 14th, like I said, I probably would have never started the podcast. So that's an example. I saw this TikTok where someone was like, got that advice from their parent. And my dad always says, you know, as long as you do your best. And the reality is that you can do your best and you don't know it's not your bestest, if that makes sense. Because you're constantly growing, you're constantly building on what you already know and you're, and you're learning and you're growing and yeah, you're constantly building and being more confident about moving forward because you know you've already screwed it up before. Like how bad are you going to screw it up again? But hopefully you're not, right? So that's why, you know, just frequently procrastinating is part of it. So next is high distractibility, being pulled off task by irrelevant or unimportant things. And so one of my, I'll call her my mentor. She's like my boss, but 
one of my mentors, Lori Castillo of Mompreneur Planner. Like she's a business coach and it is such a gift to be able to work with her. Like I support her and you know, her various businesses as her assistant. And she talks about, she just like is always filling my brain with great things. So she talks about like on average, if you get distracted, you, um, I think there's a book about it. I should have looked it up, but you can look it up. It's a 22 and a half minutes of procrastinate, like of distractibility, the factor of distractibility. And if you're like, oh, I need to do this really fast. What I love about the Entrepreneur Planner is there's a section called a brain dump. So it's like if something comes to you or if you have a stroke of genius or like a creative spark, you can just write it down in your brain dump and then refer back to it later. That was one of the things that I really loved about the Entrepreneur Planner. Like at this, I'm not a mom. I don't know how many times I'm going to say that, <laughs> but um, I'm not. And so it's really cool how you can still use like her planner or like those programs to develop who you want to be. Anyway, I appreciate that about her. Shout out to Lori. Um, and also Lori told me um, to do this podcast. She said, just do it. Just do it. You can always improve and you can always get better. I remember when she said like, and also my mentor Eva if I was like, just, well, this is not recently, but this is many, many years ago. Just, just do it. You know, people start recording on their phones if they're going to do live videos or if they're afraid and they can, they will continue to grow with confidence. That's just the whole thing. I think about the song, um, like I have confidence sung by Julie Andrews in the sound of music, you know, like I have confidence in me. Anyway, I don't want to get copyright infringement so I won't sing it but you know those are just things about it so next would be avoiding tasks or people associated with a project or general goal so when you're going through life there are always things that kind of become boring right you may want to avoid them but you need to be comfortable with the mundane tasks of every single day um you know, there are great coaches that at, like get interviewed, like, you know, you have a team of all these stellar athletes that get paid millions and millions of dollars. I think maybe it was Kobe. I think this was a, this is something from Kobe Bryant, uh, RIP Black Mamba. And his thing was like, you need to be comfortable with the boring things, like with the mundane tasks, showing up first, leaving last, doing your drills. Like you probably know your drills to a T. You can do them with your eyes closed, but that's what makes you the better athlete. That's what makes you the better business person. That's what makes you the best assistant or whatever it is that you want to be because, you know, not everybody wants to fill out forms, but by filling out forms, you're helping other people be their best selves. And you're not only that, you're learning how to develop your own forms and how to develop your own documents. One of my good friends, she is, you know, in the social work industry and in the nonprofit industry, and she creates forms for the organization and they're great. And that really creates so much more efficiency throughout the organization in, as a whole. And anyway, super proud of her. Super proud of Laura. So you need to just do what you need to do. And regardless of whether or not it's exciting or whether or not it's sexy or whatever it is, you just need to be comfortable doing the mundane things. And the next is physical symptoms, you know, fatigue, headache, digestive issues, joint or muscle pains that prevent working toward a goal. And I've recently been reading the book, You Can Heal, you Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hayes. Um, 
Wow, I'm, I'm really shouting out Lori and Eva today because Eva gave me that book like four years ago and I would like only crack it open to read certain affirmations. But then I credit Lori for having me go into my parents' garage and finding that book because, I mean, that book is in pristine condition even though I've had it for a long time. And I just started reading it recently. Um, God, you know it's so good? Just like tanning outside on a Saturday and just getting like, oh my God, I'm so hungry. And uh, getting all the sunshine and all that stuff. So like, honestly, receiving vitamin D is a really great, it's just really underrated. Everybody needs to go outside. We're not meant to live in boxes. That being said, um, she talks a lot about how disease is dis-ease in the body and you can really learn a lot about your own body because you know our bodies are supercomputers, and if you take care of them like I know it's so cliche for people to say my body is a temple but really it's, it houses you you know you got to take care of your body do you think I want to do Pilates every day sometimes I don't but let me tell you what when I like afterwards I feel so much better about having done it because my body is strong enough to be able to handle it and I know that tomorrow my workout will be easier because I've already I'm building on like my muscles my core strength whatever it is so although you know we can't always fix our physical symptoms it is my opinion and that of others that our current medical system really covers up those symptoms at least in you know if you go to some doctors that are not like naturopathic or doctors that don't ask like what do you eat every day or like you know people need to be concerned with your diet but that be, i mean you need to be concerned with your diet you need to eat your fruits and vegetables like i'm telling you i just make the best okay can i just tell you guys about this salad and make from trader joe's this is the best thing about my podcast is it is my podcast and i can say whatever i want um so my favorite salad from trader joe's shout out to trader joe's you should sponsor me is the champs de elise like salad mix and the vegan dill dressing, so vegan dill ranch dressing. First of all, that reminds me of the little salads they used to give us in schools, like in those styrofoam bowls. It was literally salad mix and ranch. So it really brings me that comfort of that type of salad. And then also I'll add like Persian cucumbers, cherry tomatoes, um, those beets, the beets that they already have made. Um, sometimes I'll add like the cheese croutons but i saw this thing on tiktok where <laughs> yeah i'm gonna mention tiktok a lot i saw this thing on tiktok where somebody grated an egg like i'm sure you've seen people grate eggs on avocado toast but if you grate an egg on your salad it's like gonna be so good and then maybe i'll add chicken or fish whatever i'm feeling that day or whatever i have around so again just eat and fuel your body because let me tell you, your body knows how to process sodium. And also, like, whenever people say, oh, it's too much sodium or too much salt, just drink more water because your body knows how to eliminate sodium. Your body does not know how to eliminate sugar, which is why we have insulin resistance and we have type 1, type 2 diabetes. Like, it's really difficult for your body to process that much sugar. And fructose is different than glucose. Like, fructose is naturally occurring sugars, whereas glucose and sucrose, your body doesn't know how to process that well. Um, so a few changes I've made in my life just because of that is like, 
um, decreasing my consumption of alcohol, really, because first of all, it's it's sugar. And when you work out, your body is like burning that off as opposed to, you know, like eliminating. Ugh, I forgot where I was going. But anyway, your body is just when you work out, your body is like getting rid of the alcohol from your system as opposed to like getting rid of like hyperlipids or your lipids, like your fats. So anyway, fun fact, just take care of your body because I can guarantee you like just since I think since um, in September, I joined a gym out in Orange County. Um, shout out to my gym family if you're listening. Um, I joined the gym. I obviously, since I moved back to Whittier, I stopped going to that gym because it's like all the way in Costa Mesa. So I'm not driving all the way over there just to go to the gym. But my body has really, not only do I feel like myself because I've lost like the, that additional like 20 pounds of extra weight, but like I can move around better. I can golf better. Um, I think better and I treat my body better. So those are all parts of like those physical symptoms. Um, and also just a fun fact, when you exercise, you do become more motivated. You do become more confident. So there you go. That's my spiel on getting you to do some physical activity. And like I was saying with John Maxwell kind of being really inspiring with his book, The Failing Forward, here are some lessons that can really help you change your perspective on failure and, you know, turn that into success. I don't mean this podcast to be about, oh, we're all failures. I just mean this podcast episode to be about we can all be success stories and we are success stories. The fact that we're alive today is very successful, in my opinion. So, you know, one, even if a failure is not your fault, you take responsibility for your future success, right? So you can blame outside elements for why you failed at something, but what you can do is learn those lessons and use that to your best ability for future successes because you know you're going to take responsibilities for your success even though a lot maybe a team helped you you're still going to take that responsibility for your future success so the only way to make failure useful is to learn from it like i said you learn those lessons and you see what did i do wrong what could i have done better and you just be your best Next is focus on three things to make the most of the opportunities you get. So when you receive different opportunities, like I'm so excited and grateful for all of the opportunities I do receive. You want to focus on three things. Um, I am definitely known as being the Jane of all trades, master of none. That being said, I have so many skills that can be applied to various organizations, various industries, blah, blah, blah. And so that being said, for instance, like for the, the symphony, right, working for them, what are three things to make the most that I can do out of that opportunity? Like one of them is create organizational structure within the organization, within the office, all that kind of stuff. Making sure our books are super straight and, you know, held accountable in case we ever get audited. Like for me, that's my my focus for businesses. I think you really know where your dollars are in order to make the most of them. And then next is to have fun while still bringing art and culture to the community. So whether that's creating podcasting programming, whether that's looking at 
concert programming, what kind of music we want to have for future concerts, whatever it is. Those are the three focuses to have of those opportunities. You could be swept with so many different obligations that you need to take care of, but if you focus on minimum three things, you focus your energy on those things, you can really make the, make the most out of it. You know, one thing that, shout out to Nick Offerman, or you know, just the people from Parks and Rec, one thing that they would say, Ron Swanson says is, don't half-ass everything, whole-ass one thing, so, you know, having focus and intention really supports that, really supports whole assing this thing, whatever you're going to do. So, you know, all I can say is that I hope that you listen to this and you can agree with it or you learned a little bit from this and you're ready to stop failing and start failing forward. Just meaning that you're learning how to stumble your way into success and another thing is, you know, you can fail and still move further from where you started. So, you know, if that's not a really great way to keep going and looking at your life and um, blah, 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 I don't know what it is. I know in the caption I mentioned like, you know, God, just, I know that there's in my own personal life, I could definitely blame me not winning running for office. I could blame that on relationships. I could blame that on teams. I could blame that on so many things, but I'm not taking responsibility for my failures as a leader. So like if I can't be a great leader, you know, on a small micro team, how can I be a great leader running a city? And not just that, I think that this pandemic really showed the community at large everything that I was saying about leadership. Um, right now, we have a lot of stuff going on in the city that maybe those that aren't directly impacted by don't know about. And that's kind of all across the board. That being said, yeah, you might not be responsible for your failures, but you sure do take responsibility for your success. So just remember that you can only it can only get better like... Um, what's that song? Nothing gets better than this. Like, it can only be better. So that being said, I want to leave you on that note. It can only get better. And the failure is nobody's fault. You just need to take your own responsibility and accountability and be better. Just be better. So to that, I say thank you for listening. And I am here to be better. And I hope you're here to be better. And we can all be better, right? All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. I love you so much. I'm so grateful for you listening. And I'm grateful that you subscribed. You haven't pressed pause yet. And you play the show. You're the best. Appreciate you. Thank you so much again for tuning in. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. Bye.